0: You're listening to The Roofer Report. Tune in for exclusive interviews with roofing experts and insights from leaders who walk the walk. Grow with Roofer and your host, Pete McKendrick.
1: Your host, Pete McKendrick, and uh, excited to be back here today. I am joined by Mark. So Mark is our uh, VP of Marketing and really excited to have him on here today. A great topic, small business marketing for the Roofer. So we've touched on a little bit of this at our Rise shows. Uh, we had TJ there, also Elizabeth from uh, Business 411 did a little bit of speaking on this topic. I think it's it's something that constantly comes to the forefront when we're talking about running a small roofing business. It's something that's a challenge for everyone. You know, most of our roofers and most of us in the industry didn't come from a business background, so we're not you know trained really in sales and marketing. We're just kind of like figuring out it as we go. So you know, obviously learning tricks to it and and dealing with marketing is and figuring out the best way to handle it is, is huge. And and also things like keeping it budget friendly and things like that. And I think if you ask any roofer about marketing, they're probably gonna have a horror story of getting burned or, you know, there's always those guys on Facebook that promise you twenty or thirty leads if you just message them. So it's become like a joke almost about about uh, roofing and marketing not really going hand in hand. So I think that it's it's interesting, you know, to to see what we can do here to help the roofers out. And uh, excited to have you on here, Mark. I'll give you a little second here to introduce yourself and then we'll get into it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm really happy to speak on this topic and happy to uh, be here. And, you know, for me, I've, I've got about 15 years experience in marketing in various areas of marketing. I actually started my career at the beginning of my career was at an electrical engineering firm where I spent time with like contractors and architects and you know, my job as an entry-level marketer was just to make sure they had their next job, right? And so I, I relate to that. I understand that. And uh, eventually I made my way into tech. And uh, it's actually super fun to be back in the, the middle of this, like, tech and construction for my career. And so I'm, I'm very passionate about speaking to contractors. I spent about three to four years at a company called Podium working with, like, small businesses on their marketing challenges as well. So this is something I'm just passionate about.
1: Yeah, man, really excited to have you. Like I said, this is a challenge for most roofers because we're not really accustomed to it. We we haven't been exposed to it. We don't, I think a lot of times too, it's a, maybe a lack of understanding, right? Just a like an ignorance to just how marketing works and how effective it can be and what the best ways are. You know, you often see people saying, what are the best ways to get leads? And I see a lot of people respond and say, put your sneakers on, get out there, and knock some doors, right? But there are so many ways uh, nowadays, I think even more so than ever before, there's so many different ways to effectively market and market in a budget-friendly way. I had a small business back a couple of years ago and you know, before I worked at Roofer in a former life and built the whole entire business on Facebook with just... Posting and and putting stuff out there and never really spent any money, you know, like almost did it completely for free. So lots of alternatives here and lots of opportunity, I think, for these guys to take advantage of.
0: Absolutely, and and uh, like that—that's the biggest concern for most people is the spend, right? You can easily fall into a trap of just spending gobs of money on like you know paid advertising and not see a return, and it feels like a this black box. So we're gonna talk a lot about that. We're gonna talk about the difference between inbound and outbound type marketing. Um, and I'll share with you kind of my point of view and some of the tips that I think that'll work, but uh, should we get into it?
1: Yeah, let's get into it.
0: Awesome. All right. The truth is that lead generation is hard, um, but it's really hard for small businesses to generate leads. In fact, a study that we we read through said that 61% of companies, they rank lead generation as their top sales challenge. And, and I'm not surprised by that. Right? And he, Even in the tech world, that's a real big challenge is to generate brand new leads, right? Um, The real question is, how well do you know the homeowner? In my opinion, great marketing and lead generation starts with understanding your buyer, right? So do you know the modern homeowner or are you communicating with them the way that they prefer? That's really the the thing we want to talk about today. Or are you using old school marketing methods like knocking doors and, and print ads? All of the above can work, but it's just a question of like starting with really understanding the buyer and how it's they've changed, they're different. Um, and let's we'll, we'll take a look at that, because you know the today's homeowner is very different than they were maybe 20, 30 years ago, right? And here's some interesting data points that we looked at. So uh, 36 is the average age of the first time home buyer. 70% of homeowners uh, have an education beyond high school, right? 42% of homes um, use smart devices in the last year or two. Uh, and then 53% of people, they're going to do their own research, right? Before they even book a roofing company, they're going to look for like at minimum two quotes. And to me, that's a big one. I did some research at a previous company on the modern consumers. And we found that uh, around 76% of uh, people actually reported they'd go stand or park in front of a business and read reviews online before they even went in, right? They trust other people a lot more than they trust the companies themselves. And that's, that's not surprising, right? Think about yourself as a consumer. Um, you know, you, you're gonna ask for referrals. You're gonna, you're gonna do your research online. Right? Today's homeowner is educated. They have really big expectations and uh, they expect you to have knowledge and expertise. They're gonna look for you online. They're tech savvy. They're gonna read reviews. They're gonna ask their networks for referrals, right? And they'll compare you to the competition. And even more so, what I, what I think about often is like, they're comparing you not only to your, your competitors, they're also thinking about the most modern experience that they've had, right? So they're used to DoorDash and Amazon and Netflix. And that's that's the type of experience they want. They want quick and easy answers. They want fast responses. They want things on demand and they don't want any shadiness, right? They want you to be transparent about pricing and they don't want to feel like they're talking to a salesperson, right? So if you want to be competitive, you've really got to evolve your marketing and your customer experience strategies to, to like meet the modern uh, customer, the modern homeowner, where they are and how they like to communicate.
1: Yeah, I love this. I love that piece right there because I think that it has changed so drastically in the last few years, especially since COVID, too. Right, like COVID, I think people are less likely to want you in their house potentially, right? So because of that, they're they're looking for a more hands off experience. Uh, I think I saw a stat one time that said, you know, forty four percent of millennial purchasers, millennial people, would rather have a completely salespersonless sale. They would rather buy something completely remote, never actually have to talk to a salesperson, do their own research, like you said, and go ahead and make that purchase without ever talking to a salesperson at all. So it's definitely a changing market. I think the biggest thing, like you said there, and you showed in those stats is they are way more educated. I always use my neighbor as an example in these things. But, you know, one of the things about like, I remember him, you know, he, he was having a roof put on his house. He's an older guy. And, uh, you know, he's like, oh, this guy said he's Gaff something certified. And, you know, like he didn't, he, he didn't know anything. He didn't know anything about his roof. He didn't know anything about what he was being sold. He hadn't done any kind of really good research on the guy who was installing it. Right. And I think the days of that type of buyer are behind us, yeah. you know, and like you said, the, you know, it's just so easy now to gain that information and find those reviews and do your research on their website that, you know, we're dealing with a much more educated buyer than we ever were before.
0: We are. And I, I think about my own experience, bought a new home a few years back and had to put in the yard. Right. And so part of that was fencing. And I remember spending a lot of time reading reviews and, and asking my neighbors like, hey, you know, who's who's uh, doing fences around here that you trust that's uh, got good prices and good reviews and those kinds of things and um, came fully prepared. And, and honestly, we're going to talk about this speed delete also matters. There's a lot of people that came out. Right. There's a lot of people that first off, didn't return my calls. There's a lot of people that came out, gave me a bid, and then never talked to me again, right? And then there's uh, there's the folks that like were diligent about communicating with me, um, either through text or phone calls, and they were responsive. And that, that's that's the one that got my business, right? And so definitely uh, a different buying experience these days, and, and it requires a, new strategies and new tools,
1: right? Yeah, definitely a different expectation from the homeowner, for sure. Yeah.
0: So another question to ask yourself, uh, you know, do you know where your next lead is coming from or do you know how to connect with modern homeowners and can you effectively create and capture demands? So we're going to talk about this next. The way I think about it is if you fail to plan, you're ultimately uh, planning to fail. Right. You've heard that quote before. And if you're winging it, you kind of lack that those the, potentially those daily inputs and outputs and you're hurting your ability to grow your business so it's incredibly important in in my opinion to have a strong lead gen strategy and understand the basics that you can stick to in a repeatable way and then understand the channels that your customers are communicating in and then have a clear sales process when it comes to generating leads it's best to focus on bringing uh, homeowners to you so i want to talk about this a little more and the difference between inbound and outbound but according to HubSpot, uh, you know inbound marketing tactics outperform traditional methods by about fifty four percent. So, what's the difference? Let's look at this this chart here. The difference between inbound and outbound. If we take a look, the inbound marketing can be perceived as like it takes longer and often uh, more effort in creating content. But when you do it right, you'll find it's actually far more powerful in drawing customers in and solving your problems, right? So inbound is permissive. Uh, It's pull tactics that draw your customers in, right? It interacts with the readers and viewers. Uh, It provides value, solves your customer's needs, and it's often cheaper, right? The channels you can think about when it comes to inbound marketing is like search engines. So you create content that shows up in the search engines to answer the questions that your customers are looking for. Uh, Social media content, right? Blogs and, you know, organic referrals and reviews. All of that is like inbound generating interest for your business. Outbound is much more interruptive, right? Those These are push tactics. This is stuff where... It seeks the customer out. It's often a one-way communication, provides little to no value. And it's written to sell products and services, not necessarily solve your customer's needs, right? And inbound can be very, or outbound can be very expensive, right? Think about print ads, digital ads, social media ads, right? Telemarketing, incredibly expensive, not very effective, and uh, door-to-door sales. And that's time intensive too. So the question is, is, what can you start with inbound? You probably need some element of both. And most, you, they call that a marketing mix, right? You wanna, you want some element of both, but you wanna spend more of your time and effort on building your owned inbound list and generating demand that's ready for you versus pushing to the market, right? And, uh, and being salesy. So ultimately it's gonna be much cheaper ultimately than outbound calling or, or paid advertising. Any thoughts here, Pete, before we move on?
1: Yeah. I mean, we often talk, I know like even at Rise, you know, I brought up the idea of focusing on your referrals. Referrals have always been the number one way of marketing and the number one way of landing new business for Mm -hmm. roofing companies, right? It it always has been, it always will be, I think, because it's just the type of our business. We're a face-to-face business. We do a lot of in-person stuff. We're selling that relationship as much as selling the product. And therefore we rely heavily on those people to go out and be champions for us, and recommend us to their friends and their family and their neighbors and and things like that. This is a perfect example, right? It's an inbound tactic. It's cheaper. It's probably the the most cost-effective way of doing things, right? Because you're already there doing a job anyway. So let's win these people over. And I think you brought up a really important point when you're talking about your own experience with the fence. You know, it was the guy who was diligent, who communicated well, who handled himself professionally that stood out to you and ultimately won the job. But he's also the one that will win that referral because of those tactics, right? Because he was diligent upfront and he was good about being, you know, staying in touch with you and letting you know what was going on that you're more likely to tell when the na- new neighbor moves in and says, Hey, who did your fence? You know, that's, who's going to get recommended. So I think it's a, an important note, you know, here that that's still the number one way of getting business, uh, and how important it is, you know, upfront, to to work towards, uh, getting that referral or getting that review.
0: Absolutely. And, and as you close out a job, we're going to talk about reviews a little bit more. But the next best thing to a referral, right, is an online review, whether that's on Google or Facebook. And it's closely tied to search engines and all that stuff. It's really important to ask. All you got to do is ask. That's a that's something that we, we find that. You know, if you're not asking for reviews, either through text messaging or email, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more, um, you're not going to have a very, people are going to go out of their way. Typically, I go out of my way to leave a bad review online if I've had a bad experience. But if I had a great experience, typically it's just too much effort. So you want to ask and you want to kind of be persistent about asking and offer incentives and, and find tools that help you ask for reviews so you can build that portfolio of, of positive reviews for your company. Cool. So let's talk about creating your inbound marketing engine. So people are already looking for your service, right? They just haven't found you yet. And knowing what we know about marketing, I want to focus on two things. Uh, First, how to draw customers in and then create engaging content. And second, how to leverage technology in, in a way that will help you easily capture and manage those leads. So these two things um, really help you create a more predictable kind of marketing engine and a scalable marketing engine to grow your business. Um, so let's just, it, again, back to understanding your buyer, right? Let's understand the customer. You want to understand their pains and their frequently asked questions, how they find you and how they buy. So if we take a look at it like a typical uh, roofing customer journey, let's look at their struggle. The homeowner realizes that, Uh, their roof is leaking. They begin to search for, consider potential roofers. They may even go to Google. That might be through social media uh, connections or word of mouth. And then after considering all the information available, they kind of narrow down that list of available roofers, might ask for a couple of bids like I did for the fence. And ultimately they're going to select one roofer to work with. Um, So how can you show up if you thought about that as a customer journey How can you show up at every step of that journey is the important part for you to understand So first you want to create content that helps your homeowner find you and self-diagnose. So that might include social media content, like how to videos or basic kind of roofing videos or other written content could be DIY or best practice blogs, could be YouTube videos or simply online reviews from happy customers that you showcase. And then second, you want to make it easy for your customer to get an estimate of your quote, right? So it might be their first time needing a roof repair. I've actually had been through it a couple of times myself, but I remember the first time uh, I had no idea where to start as like a first time owner, right? Uh, they may be afraid to talk to someone like salesy. They may feel like they're getting ripped off and they just want to get an idea of what they can afford, if they can afford it first. And you want to make it easy. You want to make it easy for them to get that information. So make it easy on your website, social properties, uh, make it easy for them to get in touch with you and then respond super fast, right? Speed to lead. Uh, think about things like contact us forms, uh, chat bots, or things I've used before, uh, texting tools or, you know, Roofer's got our instant estimator tool, which we're going to talk about a little bit more, right? And then lastly, you want to send a professional Uh, digital proposal, right? Something that's informative, that builds trust, right? And that's an easy experience for them to kind of review and sign quickly, right? Gone are the days of like writing down a bid on a napkin and then hoping they'll call you back. You can take control as a roofer, you can take control of this process, right? And uh, you can build a proposal very quickly uh, with our tool. But the last thing you want to do is keep your customer waiting to hear back from you uh, or write down your bid on a napkin and leave it with them, right? You wanna take control. So use something that's easy, that helps you quickly calculate materials, already has your brand, already has your reviews kind of built into a proposal for them. And then you wanna enable them to sign quickly and easily. Nothing drives me nuts more, as someone who like buys like a lot of marketing media, uh, sometimes I'll be working with like (laughs) an entity and they'll like, they'll ask for a fax number or they'll like send me a contract and I have to print it and I have to sign it and I have to scan it back and I have to send it. It's like, we, we, we expect e-signatures these days. It drives me nuts. So,
1: yeah, I was literally talking to a roofer yesterday who has started texting the link to his proposal, yeah. just shoots the text over. They can open it up. They can digitally sign it right from there. And then later on in the process, he texts over a link to the invoice as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. available for them. Honestly,
0: text messaging uh, is very, very powerful, and you know a lot of things that get done around our house. Uh, my wife is usually involved with, and she's always on her phone. And text is going to be the fastest thing. I'm always in front of a computer, so I'm looking at email. But if you're texting her, she'll she'll sign for it right away. So let's talk about uh, the importance of search. So we talked a lot about reviews. What about search engines, right? So if you think about the modern customer and think about yourself, um, if you were specifically looking for a new product or service, you would probably open up a search engine, right? Wouldn't that be the first thing that you're going to do? Um, and then maybe asking friends on social media or searching listing sites like like Angie.com or something like that is, comes in second, right? But just, if we just look at the data here, 46% of all Google searches are looking for local information. That means local business, right? Uh, 75% of, of all clicks go to the top three to five uh, search results, which is uh, pretty compelling. You don't want to be on the second page of those results, right? Um, and then searches, this is really powerful. Searches for best blank near me have increased globally by 900% in the past five years. So what does that mean? Best burger near me, best uh, you know, auto repair shop near me, best dentist near me, best roofer near me, right? That's Those are the things that people are going to be looking for. Um, and then uh, so, so you want to show up in those results. Right. Uh, and then 87 percent of consumers say that reviews influence them in discovering a new local business. So again, a customer is looking for you. You want to make sure you show up. Right. If you have no website, if you don't have Google reviews, you will be missed. Right. And th- they'll move on to the next person that has that kind of level of trust and it's, it's, it's very similar to speed to lead. They want answers fast. That's why they go to Google. That's why Google is who they are, right? It's because they provide answers fast. Um, so what do we do about search engines, right? Here's your checklist. If you haven't already, you want to create a website like ASAP, right? And you want, there's there's plenty of free tools out there. There's lots of cheap tools like wix and other things you don't need to hire a developer right you don't need to do that you can build a website that's like pretty mobile friendly and seo friendly uh, with a lot of the tools out there without ever needing to hire an agency or a developer don't waste your money on that Um, you want to create a Google business profile as soon as possible, like do that even before you have a website. Um, and the reason is, is because that's going to be linked into those near me searches and, you know, it's going to show up on a map and you want to be in that general radius and you want to start building and collecting reviews on that whole uh, platform with Google business profile. Um, so with that profile, once you once you get that started, you want to ensure all your relevant information is on there. So links are up to date, your phone, your website, business hours, photos, uh, you know, social properties, all of that that you can link. Put as much of it in there as possible and keep it up to date. There's nothing more frustrating than like finding out a business is closed or like you know their hours are not relevant or their phone number is wrong or something like that. You want to find a tool that will help you ask for Google reviews, right? So, we talked about either text, you get every time you finish a job, you could text out a link and say, hey, if you liked your service, right? Like, please leave us a review. Or you can email that out afterwards if you're collecting that information on your customer up front but you wanna just simply ask and make that part of your process. Every time you're closing out a job, ask for a review, ask for a review. Um, That's gonna help you build that portfolio of reviews. And then you wanna publish blog content, right? So going back to your website, you wanna publish just written content that answers like frequently asked questions and, and pains, right? And it doesn't have to be a lot of content either, right? Just think about the top like three to five questions that you get from your customers and write a couple of paragraphs Answering those questions, right? That's going to help you be found in search results when they're looking up those same questions that they would ask you on a phone, right? And and lastly, thinking about Google, what they do, what Google does is it prioritizes quality, quantity, and recency, right? So from a content perspective, you want quality, quantity, and recently, recency, and also from a reviews perspective, right? So uh, you don't necessarily have to have more reviews than your competitor, but you do want to have quality reviews um, and not just a bunch of five stars. You want to have actual written reviews. You want people leaving information about you. And that's that's what's going to help generate better search results for you. Any any comments there before we move on?
1: No, I was, I was going to ask you how important is the written piece. And I think you just answered that, you know, I think that so many times you'll see a lot of reviews, like you even see it if you go to Amazon, you know, where you'll look at a product and it has all these reviews and then you click on, it and it's just a bunch of people who, you know, yeah. picked four or five stars and didn't leave anything. Uh, you know, and it's essentially pointless at that point, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you, know, you know, the credibility of that, of that review, you know, it could have just been them asking their, bunch of their family members, they'll leave them a bunch of stars, right? So uh, yep. I think written review is huge, right? It's a really important part. And I it think it, it holds more weight, right? When I go to look at reviews of, of a company.
0: It does. I spent a lot of time with Google uh, at my last company because they were a partner um, and we worked with them closely and we were exposed to a lot of their research. And I remember having a conversation with one of the guys and he and he just said, it's interesting that they found that um, people actually, if you if you're a business and you have just like 100 five-star reviews, but no comments. And like, it's almost untrustworthy. Uh, basically, right. the feedback is coming back. is like, they, they gain the system. They, they use bots, right? But if you have like a good mix of four, five, three stars or whatnot, I'm not encouraging that. I'm just saying when you have authenticity and you have customers that write real content, um, it's preferred not only by the consumer, but also by Google, right? And, uh, right. and so that's important to just ask, right? Ask for the reviews. Yeah. Cool. All right, so let's talk about social media. This is another inbound channel. When you're getting started, it's an, an important to pick like one or two platforms because there's a lot of social media platforms out there. There's TikTok, Instagram, everything. Um, but you want to fish where the fish are and spend your time there. You could get lost easily on social media, um, and you want to understand your customer and where they hang out. Uh, the Think you want to think about kind of content styles that come naturally to you and what you can afford to invest time and effort and money into. If we take a step back, most homeowners are on Facebook, right? So I would just start there. That's going to be your most powerful marketing tool, and the, and Facebook has really good marketing tools kind of built in. So social media, you have to think about it as an awareness channel, right? So you're going to approach social media with a mindset of being helpful and creating content because people are on social media, not necessarily to always find you. Like Google is a high intent channel. They're going to go to Google and they're going to ask a question and they want that question. Now when they go to social media, they're going there to browse. They're going to connect with friends, that kind of thing. So you want to show up there, but you want to show up there as like, Hey, I'm your friendly roofer with great content. And I'm just like friendly and engaging. And I'm like here to help. So you want, that's what you want to show up with valuable content so that when they need you, they think of you first. So you want to become active on your neighborhood, local groups. You want to generate content. That's really useful. Just like we talked about those like top three to five most frequently asked questions. You can just create written content. You can create and just hammer that on social media. Same thing with video content about that same topic. Um, and just think about it in, in terms of what's useful for the homeowner. Cause when they need you, they'll think of you first. Here's some do's and don'ts. You guys might know TJ from, uh, from roofer and world's greatest roofer. He's, he's our social media guru, and these are his do's and don'ts. So do use all of the tools provided by the platform. So if you have a Facebook page, they're going to have lots of different elements that you can use to market yourself and prepare content or share content. You want to think about yourself as an influencer in a way that will help you build trust in your company. Right. So again, generate content that is just generally useful for a homeowner. Organic is free, right? So don't waste money on like ads and low with low conversion rates. You want to really focus on generating content that drives people to your website. Ads are not always going to perform the way you want them to. Oftentimes, larger companies and agencies, they have full-time people that manage ads and they like optimize the click-through rates for these ads and things like that. They spend all day thinking scientifically about ads. You don't have that that luxury to do that. So just focus on really authentic content. That's what I would do. Um, You want to be encouraging of your team to create content too. If you have other members of your team, get them in front of the camera, get them to write and respond and rapidly test and develop that process behind them. And then uh, you want to know and engage your audience, right? actively respond to comments don't just set it and forget it a lot of people will do that they'll they'll kind of create a page they'll share out some content and then they won't go back to engage with the audience but the engagement's where all the magic happens right if you can go respond to the comments and get conversations going that's what they want right they want they want to think of you and they want to trust you and they want those conversations what you don't want to do on the don't column here is create content that's like divisive you don't want to be an infomercial about your company you don't want to troll or engage back with some other, uh, with a, someone from your business or personal pages that seems inauthentic. You don't want to be fake, right? And uh, again, don't be a ghost. Don't create this stuff and don't participate unless you can commit. And that's what I would say is just like pick one platform, maybe two platforms that you're going to put your time and effort into. And then once you get really good at that, expand to other channels. A lot of people get just excited about all the things you can do with marketing and content and all the places you can be in it. And it, it's better to focus and narrow the target and go big is usually what I tell my marketing teams. Cool. Any comments here, Pete, before we move on?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's spot on. I think it's kind of what you said earlier. Know your audience, know where your audience is and yeah. market You know, use the same social media that your audience lives on. Here we have a local Facebook group. I've talked about it even in my Rise presentation about how we have a roofer that constantly shows up in there, gets yeah. suggested in there because he's the neighborhood guy, right? But he focuses on that group and he focuses on making sure that people know he's local, he lives in the area, like he's the neighborhood guy that they can count on. They know him. People see him personally at the store or at the Saturday soccer games with their kids. And it goes a long way for him.
0: Yeah. It's the same, I've got a neighborhood kind of Facebook page and uh, we've got a plumber who's pretty active and very helpful and he's, he's the guy I kind of think of when, uh, if there's a problem, so yeah. Cool, yeah. jumping into video. Part of social media is video content. Something that we found interesting is like viewers retain 95% of a message when they watch it in video compared to 10% when they read it in text. That's pretty powerful. And video is in, like intimidating for a lot of people. It can be daunting and kind of scary to kind of get, it, get started with. You don't want to put yourself on camera, right? It doesn't even have to be like high polish video. It could just literally be an iPhone. But think about the content you want to deliver and the connection you want to make with homeowners. 95% of a message gets retained, right? Think about that. Important to invest in that channel. How do you create inv- engaging video content that's, targeted for homeowners and today's consumers, here's what we've learned. Short form videos are really powerful. Focusing on shorter content, highly engaging videos. Uh, A lot of people will create long form videos, 10 minute videos. You're going to lose them uh, probably in three minutes. Uh, They're not going to pay attention. So you want to compact those videos to be as quick as possible. Attention spans are getting shorter and shorter these days, especially with like TikTok and reels and things like that. How can you deliver really powerful information or engaging and funny information? Any of that in less than 30 seconds is how I would be thinking about video. 30 seconds to a minute. You want to utilize video features and effects with relevant hashtags. This is a must. So definitely leverage music. Definitely think about popular memes and other, other things to include. And then one thing you could do is start to make collaborative videos. So you can tag other people that perhaps work for your company and allow them to make videos with you or other local experts and contractors. You can use influencer ads or product teasers. And then leveraging user-generated content is really powerful. So if you can get Speaking of reviews, if you can get a customer talking about how uh, you did a great job or a customer filming some things uh, with your crew, that's going to be really authentic and really powerful. That's what we mean by user-generated content. And then you want to use explainer or educational videos, right? So that's really good uh, on YouTube. There's a new channel on YouTube called YouTube Shorts you might be familiar with. Just like TikTok, it's, that's a really powerful search engine. Number two search engine in the world, actually. So think about YouTube as like a powerful search engine for you, just to load a bunch of uh, helpful videos, explainer videos, educational videos, it'll it'll help you stand out and be trusted by your your, uh, customer base. So let's talk about text messaging. Uh, Also a powerful inbound channel that you can leverage, can be used as an outbound channel as well. The important part about uh, text messaging is it's a two-way communication tool and it's very simple, short and sweet. It's what customers want these days, right? Uh, 70% of consumers subscribe to some kind of SMS text marketing in 2022, that's powerful. Um, The crazy thing is you don't always have to opt in, something we'll talk about, if you're uh, gonna send a mass promotion text to a large audience, that's considered marketing in nature, right? By our CANSPAN laws in the US, for example, you need to have a subscription process for that. But if uh, you wanted to collect a review after, um, let's say after a job, or if you wanted to coordinate with someone on, a, on like scheduling uh, the next job or working on a bid or a proposal, you don't need an opt-in process. I see often on, um, on Facebook and a lot of these roofing communities, people will say over and over again, you should be texting your leads. You should be texting your leads. A lot of people will say that. And it's because it's one of the most effective and popular channels for this generation, right? Generation X and millennials, that's how they want to communicate. It's quick, easy, not intimidating. I can get answers fast um, and uh, or I can conveniently respond when I'm available. You wanna use text to follow with leads. And I think one of the stats I was reading recently said that messages will get read and responded to often within 30 seconds, uh, which is bonkers. I, I, I think about my own, I've got, I'm looking at my laptop right here, which is connected to my text. I've got like five texts that are like waiting for me to respond to. And you get that notification and you're like, oh man, I really gotta like respond. That's the benefit of text messaging um, is I'll get back to them no matter what. Um, recent stats, show that consumers uh, prefer texting over any other communication with uh, local businesses. And it's perfect for roofers who always have their phone on them, right? So if you want to build a subscriber list again, maybe you're going to offer some incentives or promotions of some sort. You're going to need a a tool that will help you build an opt-in process and manage that opt-out process. Uh, That's part of the can-spam laws. But if you want to just leverage text messaging as, as one of your channels to communicate with, you can do so. Cool. Let's talk about pairing technology with your marketing. We've learned a lot about creating demand, but we haven't really talked about kind of leveraging tech to capture that demand in your marketing engine. So uh, one of the things that we found is almost half of all sales go to a vendor that responds the first, right? So speed to lead, we've talked about a lot today. You want to think about leveraging tech uh, in a way that will streamline your sales process and move things faster, right? So again, if we look at great marketing, great marketing answers questions for customers before they even have to talk to sales. So they've consumed your content. They've seen you on social media. You've done uh, your your FAQs. Right. You've done blog videos and, and things like that. Um, homeowners are going to educate themselves before they even talk to you. Their, their typical questions are going to be like, what's an estimate for my roofing needs? Right. Or how much will my roof repair cost?" or. Uh, who should i trust to get the job done right all of these questions can leave them feeling a little uncertain and anxious and they're going to want to self-educate this is your opportunity to earn their trust and win their business this kind of stuff should be all over your website Um, you should have a youtube channel right you should think about those things to answer those questions before they even want to talk to you right and you can use roofers tools right so our platform can address each one of these concerns which is fantastic our instant estimator can help solve those uh, that pain right up front to help them get a feel for like what it might cost. You can generate fast and accurate measurement reports to get them at, at a real cost, right? And then uh, from there, you can generate a quick proposal uh, proposal with all your on brand calculations, on brand company information, and that can be sent for an e signature very quickly. I want to double down a little bit on Instant Estimator, though, because this is one that when I go to conferences and I talk to, to roofers, this is one that is just fun for me as a marketer to, to chat about. It's a great way to feed that inbound uh, marketing engine, right? It'll help you weed out the tire kickers and, and allow you to focus only on serious, high intent leads. It's very similar to having like your own Google. Like Google is a high intent um uh, platform, right. And this is the same situation as someone raising their hand saying, I'm actually, I might actually be in need. I want to know how much it's going to cost. This way you can track them, you can understand where your best leads are coming from, and then you can get all the qualification info you need quickly. But how do you drive traffic to your estimator is where a lot of people get stuck, right? Pl- plop it on your website. You can look at this great example from one of our customers. Uh, this is Certified Roofing Solutions, and they have a on their homepage. Uh, they have it in two different locations on their homepage, actually. But that's a quick win. What about linking it in your blog? What about linking it on your YouTube page, linking it on your Facebook page? You could even use it in your chatbot tool. Where else? Uh, we talked about, uh, Pete, you were, you were discussing some of the text out these links, right? Uh, you could generate QR codes and Bitly's and share it on social media. You could do email campaigns, even print lawn signs, door hangers. There's a lot of different ways you could leverage a simple QR code or a link that can send people there. Um, so something to kind of think about in your marketing mix. The last thing I want to share is just this cool story. It's a it's a case study we did recently with one of our favorite customers. This is Amanda from Maven Roofing and Exteriors. She had just this awful experience at a previous company working with. Clunky software, evaluating a lot of different software, never really found something that that fit. And the things that she did find, her owner really didn't want to go for. She eventually went off and started her own company. And when she started Maven, she knew she wanted software that was easy to use, a beautiful interface, and then an affordable price. It needed to simplify her life and make it easier to close leads, not make it more complicated and frustrating and things. And she discovered Roofer. She went live with instant estimator and within 36 hours a lead came in for a new job and she closed out within five days for 52k for, for me the tool more than paid for itself that's pretty compelling results right
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty powerful start to the instant estimator there for her <laughs> yeah yeah and she
0: keep in mind she does no paid marketing we talked about this a lot don't put your money there yet you want to build your inbound engine first She relies entirely on word of mouth and social media to drive traffic to her instant estimator. She told us that uh, the leads that she collects through IE or instant estimator, they close at about 50%. And that's a great win rate, if you ask me. That's like very little effort and budget uh, for a 50% um, win rate. She said this, the instant estimator tool keeps customers in the driver's seat. We get that conversation about price out of the way. So we might reach out to make the first point of contact. We can focus on their needs the entire time and they feel empowered. And, that makes closing the deal easier for her. So for me, this is a really compelling use case. And there, I know there's a lot more out there like this, and this can be the same for you and your business. If you're not using IE right now, if you want to read more about this particular case study, it's refer.com case studies slash maven. And you can read more uh, details about her experience there. But uh, I thought it was a an awesome story, something I'll, I'll probably uh, be talking about a lot at, in the near future.
1: I love it. I know Maven pretty well. And I know that, you know, the success that she's found. And I think it, it's great that she's done what she did with the Instant Estimator just speaks to how effective that tool can be when used correctly. And And I think I really like the part where she said she empowers the customer. When we were at the last round of Rise shows, we met with a roofer in California, Eric Richardson. Many of you guys may know him from Facebook. He's pretty, uh, you know, pretty prominent on there. But, but he spoke about how, you know, he sells experiences. And one of the things that he talked about doing was actually sitting down with the customers and putting the mouse in their hand, and and really empowering them in the process of, you know, figuring out what type of roof they're going to put on their house, measuring the roof, you know, down to that type of detail to really educate them about what he's doing and teach them about their roof as he's selling them the roof and it really empowers them as a family to make that decision and make them feel like they're in a driver's seat similar to what amanda said here
0: i love that yeah um i, I think anything you can do to provide that next level experience is going to get you an edge on on your competitors and really help grow your business um so it's fantastic Let's get to a recap real quick. Today, what we talked about is really understanding the homeowner. Today's homeowner, the modern homeowner, they're more educated, more tech savvy, and they have very high expectations. You want to be thinking about that. How can I improve that experience for them and uh, and not just on to the next job, right? Inbound marketing, this is your cheaper solution than outbound marketing. Uh, Don't waste your time if you can help it without uh, on paid advertisements. You want to empower homeowners to come to you. That's the key for that long term growth and continual lead generation. Build up your referrals, build up your reviews, build up your content. Right. Be a trusted resource in the community and uh, you'll be amazed as what happens. Right. And then you want to just think about those inbound channels you can lean on. So search engines, websites and social media are going to be your most powerful inbound tools. Um, And then don't discount these other other marketing tools that are up and coming. Video is really important. Again, 95% of information gets retained from a video compared to what's read in text. And then text messaging, quick and easy two-way conversation with your customer, right? Lastly, look for tech that supports your marketing efforts to give homeowners that unique experience, whether that's lead tracking, CRM, instant estimators, and things like uh, quick on-brand Digital proposals that they can e-sign quickly. Any any thoughts there,
1: Pete? I mean, I just wanted to say that while you were literally just talking right now, I just got a marketing text from a company. <laughs> it's, it's actually how they they do a, a product. They're actually in the baseball industry, but they do products that are limited in quantity. So every time they put out a new product, they push it out via text to announce that it's coming. And and they're very smart. They kind of create that sense of urgency and that you know get get to you quickly. Uh, and it's just a one-way text, right? It's just a text to say, hey, this is what we've got going on. So I think it's sure. super effective. And I can tell you a number of times I've clicked on it and gone to their website because of it. So it's uh, I'm, I'm a powerful way. tool. I'm the same way I'm
0: subscribed to a number of text subscriptions. And like one of them is like my local carpet cleaner. They do incentives like once a quarter. And, uh, and sometimes I take advantage of it. Uh, I also get plenty of email marketing. And the first thing I do in the morning is... Delete, 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 yeah. <laughs> delete all, all of those emails. But yeah, I'll read it. a text. I'll, I'll at the very least, I'll
1: read a text, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a powerful channel. For sure. Cool. cool. You know, this, I think, like I said, I think this has been really informative. Uh, thank you so much, Mark, for sharing all this stuff. Awesome. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, right. Yeah. Thank you, everybody.